podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rat me voice! This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen, a small, Local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at ModernAppalachianKitchen.com. This is Ren Baker and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix here. I'm back. I'm in the booth. I'm ready to go. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned in to the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. This is another edition of a review, this time of Duquesne. Jeremy, what did you think of West Virginia's outing, the 56-17 routing of the Duquesne Dukes? Uh, What was there to think? Um, it was Duquesne. We knew we were going to come in here and roll over them. It was a good win. Look, what I mean by good win is anytime the Mountaineers win and you can watch them win, hey, be, be prideful, be joyful, be happy about it. We only get so many of these on Saturdays in the fall. Be, be happy about it. Plus, we saw a Mountaineer native, Clement, go off uh, big-time touchdowns. He was a bright spot. That's a good thing. But to say that your opinion has changed in any way about West Virginia and where our football team is, there's no way you, you possibly can because we played Duquesne. Therefore, you could really learn nothing. Yeah, Huddy Tuddy went off. Huddy Tuddy went off. The thing I will say is that good teams win, great teams cover. West Virginia was picked to win by 38 and a half over Duquesne. They won by 39. They went out and did their job. They went out and they won the game the way they were supposed to win the game. It did not look like that from the start. That is my only concern with the game. That was my only problem with the game. People will look and say receivers drop balls. Well, receivers always drop balls. People will say that the secondary didn't look very good to start. Well, the secondary never looks good under Neil Brown. My problem was we did not look ready to go. And you know who I fought for that, Jeremy? Same person you fought for everything? Yes, you would think. Ultimately, it does land on the shoulders of Neil Brown. It does, ultimately. But the seniors got to look themselves in the mirror and figure out why they're not ready to go. Neil Brown has made this statement multiple times. We only get 12 of these a year. So you should be ready each and every week to play ball. I I get what you're saying. This is where me and you disagree because here's the truth. It was a trap game. I know you don't want to hear that. I know you're going to say, hey, they lost the first game. How could this be a trap game when you just lost? 
and you haven't proven anything, I get it. But Brandon, you're dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. This is classic, classic trap game. You come off of Penn State, a big-time game, uh, national TV, a rivalry you haven't seen for a long time. Then you get this little team uh, pinched in there in the week before you play another big-time rival that hasn't been to Morgantown in a very long time. So I get when when you say trap game, this is classic trap game. I agree with you. When you haven't proven anything, there shouldn't be a such thing as a trap game because you should be hungry every single snap. But that's not the way it works. This was classic trap game. Do I think that what we saw on the field was indicative that they were laying off? No. I just think that certain things are, what, are the way they are. I think our secondary is the way it is. So <laughs> it is what it is. I honestly don't think that it affected them that much. Maybe they weren't ready to play, but what you're seeing on TV, what you're seeing from West Virginia, this is who we are. And if you love us and you love them, then rock with them and be happy and root for them. Just don't come in here with any expectation because, brother, you're going to be sorely mistaken and your feelings are going to be hurt. If you came away from the Duquesne game feeling like, yo, look at this. And look, if we switch up that, you're going to have hurt feelings at the end of the pit game. That's all I'm saying. So Pitt comes in. We, we go into this game two-point dogs at home, meaning that if we were on the road, we'd be five to seven-point dogs in Pittsburgh, which is a shame because Pittsburgh just lost to Cincinnati 27-21 at home at Heinz Field. Or, sorry, Akershore Stadium. Pitt's not very good, Jeremy. Jerkovic, Phil Jerkovic, the transfer from Boston College. Brayden, do you know who else is not very good? <laughs> no, you say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be Debbie Delder. I'm not trying to be Debbie Delder. We got some good things. We, I mean, we got a mobile quarterback. I love our offensive line. We got backs who are ready to play. But, Brandon, the offensive play caller, the secondary, Pitt's not going to be the only bad team on the field come Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point. If we're two-point dogs to Pitt, there's a reason. Everybody wants to say, well, the pundits don't look at things. The pundits don't pay attention. The pundits are being lazy. When they when the writers picked us to finish 14th at, in the Big 12, everybody wanted to go on and on about how lazy they were being about their prediction. Well, is Vegas being lazy? Because last time I checked, Vegas doesn't want to lose money. If they pick us to be dogs, it's because we are dogs. Underdogs. And Pitt's not very good, which means... We're much worse. We're not much worse. We're worse if we're two-point dogs at home. It's a coin flip. I'm curious to see where the line moves because it always moves. I'm curious to see who actually plays. Um, Devin Carter was injured. He didn't play, which gave Hudson Clement the chance, Huddy Tuddy, the chance to go out and do his thing, who went out and balled. You know. Hey, shout out to the Martinsburg kids. And by the way, can we please start recruiting Martinsburg just a little bit harder? Like I said, you, you see uh, uh, Tyler Badgett was right. Tyson Badgett, right? Tyson, Tyson Badgett. Badgett. I'm sorry. Up there at Chicago bowling now. These Martinsburg kids, man, get them in there. They make plays. Yeah. A talent evaluation has not been a strong suit for Neil Brown. And talent development has been even worse. But, yeah, you got to do something with these homegrown kids. Uh, yeah, you got to do something. I really don't have a whole lot else to say about, about this game. We're going to talk more about Pitt later on in the week, so we'll have another podcast out for you. If you want, please go check out the Why We Hate Pitt from last year. A little heavy specifically on last year's team, but it does go over the reasons why we hate Pitt. So uh, if you hate Pitt, 
you will enjoy the why we hate pit from last year. I do want to mention though, did you see what happened to Houston, Jeremy? No, I, I missed it. They lost to JT Daniels and the Rice Owls. I missed it. I actually <laughs> legitimately missed it. They were down 28 to nothing at one point. Ended up losing 43 to 41 in overtime. Houston is furious with Dana Holgerson. My Twitter timeline talking all kinds of trash about Dana. It's uh it's a little refreshing. You know, no, we, it's lose, great. we lose, but they lost. It's pretty refreshing. And Do you it's know, going we, to- we talk about our head coaching situation. Okay. But like you said, down there in Houston, Brandon, Brandon. The They're not happy, Jeremy. Hot. The do, fire do you know is hot. Who you, do you know who you really should be happy with? Who? If you're Texas A&M. Brandon, oh, if you're Texas oh. A&M. Brandon, what can you do? <laughs> they paid that dude so much money, guaranteed. They had an NIL that was ridiculous. They've got five stars all over the place, and they can't be unranked Miami? I mean, Texas no, A&M... Texas A&M is a dumpster fire. And there are people in West Virginia who talk about bringing Jimbo in. Why would you ever want Jimbo? Jimbo is looking more and more clearly like he is a uh, Jameis Winston away from being a very, very below average coach. He's a, he's a, he was a great offensive coordinator, maybe. But how many of those has Nick Saban had? Right? What about, what about if you're LSU? Now, this is a little different. You're only in year two. But here's LSU. Le- uh, I want to say Les Miles. Um, what's his name? Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Talking all that noise. We're going to beat Florida State. Doesn't happen. So I, I know. And then, we're in and, this then, and, then, and then he lied and said he didn't say that. Yeah, I, people look. There's too many. There's there's too many receipts out these days. There are receipts for everything. So don't lie to my face because I'll go find it on the internet somewhere. Don't lie to my face. My thing is, when you say it's only year two, it doesn't take, it does not take long to turn a team around, especially not at LSU. You either have it or you don't. And getting housed by Florida State the way that LSU did, I'm not telling you that it's over for Brian Kelly. I'm just telling you it's not Notre Dame. It's a different world. You're not playing an ACC schedule anymore. Amen. Of course, you know, they did just play Florida State, so it sounds a little funny, but you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. But the last thing I want to say is Vegas is often very right about stuff. They're on point. Um, and so when they pick us to lose, that's one thing. <sighs> but they ain't right about everything, Brandon. They ain't right about everything, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Prime time. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know there's a lot of haters, a lot of lovers. I don't care. Prime time. 20 point underdogs week one. Oh, but TCU lost a lot of people. Yeah, he beats the runner up. Then come in Nebraska. Now I know Nebraska's no good, but Vegas had them as a two-point favorite. Brandon, did they win by two points? Nope. Look, they ain't coming. They here. They are here. They're over-under for the season, by the way. Vegas had them at three wins over-under for the for the season. They're going to eclipse that pretty easy. Yeah, they're at two wins already. And I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship. I'm just saying Vegas was very wrong. They're, and by the way, it wasn't Vegas. Everyone. I never heard one person go out and say, you what? They're going to be really successful. No. Against TCU, nobody was saying that. And when I say nobody, nobody. So that's a big deal. That, that, that's what college football is. They said it the other day, and it's the truth. We forget college football is entertainment. And Colorado is entertaining. Period. That's the other problem I have with Neil. 
if you want to look at one of the most interesting parts of what happened against Duquesne, West Virginia became entertaining after the rain delay or the lightning delay. Chad's got called plays in that second half. He's the offensive coordinator. That's the way it should be. Neil Brown said early on, or not early on, in, in pa- uh, past interview, you can't be a great head coach and call plays. Well, he's trying to do that this year. The offense looked significantly better when Chad Scott, or significantly more entertaining when Chad Scott was calling plays, which Neil Brown said that he did in that second half. In that second half. Jeremy, I will I also hope- say, I will also say Neil Brown said that he doesn't recall saying that. I was listening to a radio show. They called and said that. He's like, well, uh, usually I'm pretty good to remember when I say I, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, which, once well, again, there are receipts. There are receipts. And Voice of Morgantown, got to give him props, pointed out and printed the receipt on Twitter. So he said it. Okay? He can say what he wants. He said it. And no, he's not good at remembering. He, yeah, he's not good at remembering what he says, evidently, because he said and- it. And by the way, last thing I want to say, I do want to get this out there because I've been feeling it for a while. I've been feeling it. Uh, I remember last year thinking it, but I didn't say it out loud. Our secondary has never looked this never looked this bad as Jamal Day. And people want to say, oh, well, he took a bunch of players. Yeah, he also recruited those players. He also had a bunch of young players, Derek Pitts and, and, and the other kid from Capitol, Kerry Martin. And, and these kids were freshmen and sophomores playing. They were talking about all Big 12 as, you know what I mean, uh, as freshmen and sophomore. He was developing the secondary every single year. Like, I never, I've never seen our secondary look this terrible. And right now, I'm not pointing at one person in particular. I'm just saying for facts, when Jamal Day was here, our secondary never looked like this. Never did. Hopefully, they'll regroup and figure it out because they got a, ta- they got a task against Pitt. And the task is not tough because Pitt is good. It's because you cannot lose to Pitt. I picked us to go 5-7 and seven with a win against Pitt. And I'm not changing it. We're going to beat Pitt. Me and my son will be there. Section 218. It'll be his first game. We're going to have, or not, sorry, his first backyard brawl. And it should be a good time. Hey, shout out my Duke. Shout out my Dukes. Shout out my Duke. Shout out my Duke. Shout out my Duke. <laughs> they, they probably even hear it. I just heard the whisper in the background. Oh, no, no, no. That's not my Dukes. That's my kids who are talking in the background, even though I told them I was recording. That's By the way, I promise it didn't even get on tape. That I just I just heard it. So my bad. My bad. I should. No, it's all good. This bank is on me, Layton. (laughs) Just joking. Just joking. No, it's all good. Ain't no spankings in here. It's all good. It's a family affair. We're recording today. Family affair. But that's all we we got. That's all we got. We're going to be back later on this week with the preview of the Pit Game Backyard Brawl Special. Especial. Holla at your boys as always. Get at us. And yo, go shop Charlie Hustle. They got the finest gear. You heard that ad at the beginning of the show. But if you want to look dope, if you want to look fly, if you want to look fresh, if you want to look good, you want to feel good, go shop Charlie Hustle. Check them out. Check out Modern Appalachian Kitchen too. They got those beautiful, beautiful marshmallow couches if you want to burn something and you don't want to get in trouble for it. Plus, if you want to eat something and you want to feel good about it, check out Modern Appalachian Kitchen. Holla at your boys. Podcast Network.